Hey everyone, welcome. Yo, to another episode of I Can Bros. Yep. This week, <laughs> this one, this we got a little spicy meme today. This episode, <laughs> this episode was something else. Uh, yeah, this this was uh, this was kind of a mean episode. Uh, <laughs> if you're a they fan, if it. you're a fan of any of these three people, <laughs> go ahead. This is go, not the channel for you. Go ahead, name them. <laughs> So we got Nassim Haramine here. He's the Tommy Wiseau of physics. We've got the uh, guy Christopher Langan, mm-hmm. uh, the smartest man in the world, apparently. And then we've also got uh, Terrence Howard. So, you know, ex-war machine from Iron Man. And we uh, talked about how these guys are um, a little bit out there with their beliefs. So me and Juan did some dissecting of uh, some of their stuff. <laughs> yeah. Air quotes on dissecting yeah. part, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was kind of a fun ride. Um, I, I really enjoyed a lot of their perspective. It was unique. Uh, well, to, so generous. At the very least, <laughs> at the very least, they're very creative people, and uh, and yeah, you know, we we had some issues with uh, some of their unfalsifiable claims. Uh, you know, one's one's so nice. About it, I'm just gonna say I fucking wanted to roast these fuckers. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, I mean we did, we, did th- we ended up doing that, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, if, if you if you like this kind of you know piling on, you know you're in for a ride. This is a, this is, this is a fun one. If if you don't like them, yeah. then you if you do like them, then you know you might want to just uh, <laughs> skip this episode. No, so. still watch it. It's good. For you. <laughs> but anyway, guys, just make sure to uh, subscribe to our yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah. So like, comment, share, all that good stuff as usual. And then also check us out on Twitter. We're mm-hmm. at Eigenbros mm-hmm. on Twitter. And then also go to our uh, website. It's at uh, it's eigenbros.com. And then we have the mailing list on there. And you guys can yeah. sign up, um, get instant updates. And yeah. Uh, yeah, stay tuned, guys. We'll see you in a mm-hmm. little bit. See you in a bit. Three, two, one. And we're live. We back. Yeah, we're back. Um, so today is a very interesting topic (laughs) presented by Terrence. Yes, indeed. So, uh, what have you got for us today, Vin? (laughs) So I had a, um, a guy on Twitter send me a little video. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, Juan, you got Twitter up? Yeah, Let me just shout him out. Um, well, you're, you can look that up. Yeah, Um, yeah. Who? Um, look, just go to another page of Twitter, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and our uh, Twitter, Eigenbros. Yeah, and just check the messages, the direct messages. Uh, he he prompted me with a video of a guy who was speaking about something during a TED talk, and um, I was like, oh, okay, this guy kind of looks familiar. I think I actually used to watch his videos back, you know, before I was even a physicist. Mm-hmm. And um, it all clicked, and I was like, wait a minute. I think this guy is one of these cranky crackpot people. Uh-huh. And uh, I couldn't remember, though, if he was or not, because I, it was before I even knew anything about physics. And um, it just brought me back to a time when I just didn't know how to filter out anything mathematically or physically because... You know, it's just one of those times where you didn't know enough. Go to the um, direct messages. It should gotcha. be in the messages or something. Yeah. And uh, 
About that time. Yeah, there you go. So what's his Twitter handle? It's at Denzeli. At Denzeli. At Denzeli3. Denzeli3. Shout out. Shout out. Um, so yeah, you can see he sent he sent something in there, and it's the yeah. none other than the I know him as the Tommy Wiseau of physics, <laughs> Nassim Haramine. Okay. So the name the name of the the video is the Connected Universe. Yeah. So Nassim Haramine is this guy who is kind of crazy. His pedigree. Why? So this dude somehow managed to open a university in Hawaii. Mm. And I don't remember the name of it. Maybe it's in, in my notes, but um, he opened up a physics university in Hawaii and actually has faculty with PhDs. Hawaii Institute for Unified Physics? There it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so if you look yeah. at that pretty mug, that's him right there. Right, right. Um, and okay. if you look at the pages of the people, like the faculty, there's actually legitimate physicists there that have like PhDs, master's degrees. And it's like yeah. these, you know, really beautiful girls, you know. Beautiful men. Yeah. I'm Everyone's like, beautiful. Yeah. And it's actually kind of sad. It's like... um. To be tricked into subscribing to something like that when you, you have a PhD level of knowledge, I just don't why understand. Why do you think they're... Tr why, okay, bring me into your world. Why do you think they're being tricked? So we can, of course, watch some of his videos. <laughs> okay. uh, he's got a Resonance Foundation. It's got real slick production. Like His videos on the Resonance Foundation are really professional quality. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it's the connected universe. And he talks about the flower of life. He's got a few publications, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. uh, they're in Vixia, <laughs> which is mean? basically, I don't know if you're familiar. Vixia. I think you're familiar with Archive, aren't you? Yeah, 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 of course. So I just learned that there's actually an even crazier uh, publication called Vixia. So just for the layman, oh, Archive. Well, it says Vixra. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So it's basically Archive backwards. So. <laughs> so archive is Come already on. basically for people who don't know the wild wild west of publications yeah so typically archive is somewhere where physicists or other scientists will go publish their work before anyone else does so they can just say i did it first yeah yeah and it means that you don't have to well you have to have like maybe one person it's not corroborated yet yeah so it's basically like if you just come up with an idea that one person can say is decent then you can get your publication on there. So yeah, yeah. needless to say, if you go to the general physics section or general math section, it's yeah. it's basically all 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 you know, all hell broke loose. Yeah. No holes bar. Yeah. So there's an even worse journal than that, or even more lenient journal than that called Vixra, mm -hmm. which is just full crackpot. And Nassim published one of his papers in Vixra. Mm -hmm. Um the main one being the Schwarzschild Proton. That's kind of the one that I was the most interested in. And, okay. and um, Denzeli actually sent me the, a video which was talking about that one. Mm -hmm. So just to sum it up, what Nassim does is he kind of makes this thing called the Schwarzschild Proton. Okay. So, of course, it already starts off right bad right from the bat. So he gets stuck on plank lengths. So I don't know about you, Juan, but when I was a lowly undergraduate and just starting mm -hmm. out with physics, mm -hmm. I loved plank you know, plank length. everything. Yeah, plank length, plank time. You know, it's one of these things you go through when you're a very beginner. Yeah, yeah. When you don't understand anything. So plank length, they say, is like the smallest unit of measurement. But 
to a person who doesn't know physics or who knows very little physics, it's not actually saying that the smallest unit of length possible is a Planck length. It's actually saying that the smallest unit of length where quantum physics breaks down is the Planck length. And it's actually derived from the Schwarzschild metric or something, you know, from general relativity. You plug in some value and you get the Planck length that comes out. So it's saying that quantum mechanics breaks down and becomes something that's not really useful to talk about at the Planck length scale. Mm -hmm. But of course, the seam interprets it as I interpret it when I was, you know, an undergraduate as it's the smallest length possible. Mm-hmm. So it's like saying almost that space time is quantized, mm-hmm. which is a claim that, you know, you can't make because, you know, that's a that would be a huge thing if you could say that, you know, yeah, you'd yeah. have to have some theory backing that no one knows if space time is quantized. But if you're saying that the, there's a smallest length, that means you're basically saying space is quantized. Um, and of course, what he does is he takes a bunch of Planck lengths mm-hmm. and sticks them into a proton. And then sees like the volume or something of a proton and gets some numbers out. And then he starts making wild um, comparisons between the Planck length and then, you know, galaxy clusters and things. And what? saying how the numbers are related somehow. He just goes off, you know, in Wu land and Jeez. kind of runs runs away with it. Um, and basically that's his big claim to fame, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also saw him a long time ago. Uh, a buddy of mine... Um, he wanted to show me this great video yeah, yeah. of all this great science and um, it's called thrive. So people who are kind of into this nutty stuff probably know thrive. It's a big, it's like the nutters, the nutters um, big video and thrive basically has a bunch of crazy guys on there that talk mm-hmm. about all their technologies and how the government's covering up these technologies mm-hmm. and the seam hair mine's one of the big guys on there okay. talking about some nonsense that i don't understand okay um but anyway basically we could take a look at some of the seams um <laughs> repertoire so okay. why don't you cue up one of the the seam videos okay um, uh nasim Haramine on the pattern known as the flower of life okay there's that one there's the connected universe Let's do the pattern of life, because that's a short one, I think, isn't okay. it? Yeah, I got you. That's from his Resonance Foundation. As I was calculating the packing of the Planck's inside the volume of the proton and then on the surface of the proton, and I started to try to imagine how the little Planck spheres would be tiled, uh, I realized they would pack uh, in such a way that they would have to be space-filling. And... Space-filling spheres makes up this symbol that we see in ancient civilization called a flower of life. And this flower of life symbol can be extrapolated from a tetrahedron uh, array uh, that I had heuristically from pure logic and observation of nature extrapolated to be the fundamental principle or the fundamental geometry of the structure of space-time the structure of the vacuum and that structure is in perfect equilibrium so that the vacuum energy appears to us as nothing because it's everywhere and wherever it's in equilibrium we don't experience it and so it was remarkable that after all these years I had actually come to extrapolate the mathematics 
to get the proper answer for gravity and the mass of the proton and the radius of the proton and the gravitational coupling constant directly out of this metric. Okay, well, yeah, there's only a couple more minutes to go, <laughs> but I already feel like stopping. Needless to say, um, it's just word salad. So he yeah, uses some terms in there yeah, that makes sense, yeah. but... Okay, first of all, this is why PhD programs have exams <laughs> because of guys <laughs> like this. Fuck. Yeah. He's not a PhD, though. Oh, he's not? No. Oh, okay. He somehow has tricked PhDs into working for him, though, which I don't get. Why don't you go back to that Hawaii Institute? Read yeah, some of those yeah, names yeah, of the yeah, PhDs, because yeah. gotcha. I looked into the background of some of them. And there's a really attractive girl yeah, in there. Yeah. Where I looked at her <laughs> background, and... She has a legitimate background. Like, she's got a, a French institute and everything. And I looked at the, the people who she was working with. And they've got video lectures online. I'm like, mm -hmm. how did she get sucked into this? Oh, yeah, yeah. It must have been that long flowing Nassim, uh, Nassim Haramine hair. Must have been the mysticism. Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's quite a couple. What's um, what's in the names? Uh, there's one student where she completed her. Uh, Masters of Science in Astrophysics from University College in London. Mm. Um, she holds a PhD in Astrophysics from... This might be a little bit strange. I've never heard of this university. The Open University. That's already kind of a... Mm, that's red a red flag. flag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't check uh, her out. <laughs> that's one. That's just one. Okay. Uh, there's another student, William Brown... He's a medical science uh, or master's, I guess. Um, studied at NYU's medical center. That's legitimate. Yeah, went to Northern Arizona University. That's legitimate as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a master's in that. So uh, there's a there's a gentleman here, Olivier Alirol. He's. Um, <clears throat> He works for a French government-funded research organization. He <clears throat> he graduated from ESPCI Paris Tech. I guess that's a. I think that's a legitimate one. Yeah, he's a master's in scientific measurements at the University of Paris, and holds a PhD in nuclear physics from Institut National de des Sciences Appliquées. So I don't know what that is. <laughs> Excuse me. That's some good French right there. Man, bro. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. These people have credentials. These yeah. people, have, there's PhD students that have credentials that have gotten their degrees from presumably, you know, legit universities. Right. And, they uh, actually should know real science and physics. If yeah. The, if you end up in the same read, in the same Haramine, I keep saying the same read, in the same Haramine's Institute of wherever the fuck it is, Hawaii. Hey, maybe I just want to understand. These people. I hey, want to understand how what happens to your brain there. Maybe they just want to get the happen. bag, man. Maybe they just want to get the money and go and just. <laughs> They're hey, just man. like, I'm sick of looking for a faculty position, exactly. so I'm just going to join this crank university. Exactly. <laughs> this is what uh, you know academia does to you. It just yeah. uh, makes you want to take any job you can find. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, man. Maybe these people are just desperate and want want to have a job. Yeah. And so they're like, hey, you get to live in Hawaii. You think? Maybe. <laughs> these that people, is appealing though, Hawaii, right? Imagine if some guy like him, Nassim, maybe they're like, I'm going to take this sucker's money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like master plan. Yeah, maybe they're the ones who are tricking him. I see. Yeah. Maybe so you're onto something. <laughs> I mean, what if he came up to you and paid you, said, hey, 
I want you to be a part of my university. I'm going to pay you $100,000 a year to go live in Hawaii. Dude, you make a good point. Because then I'll be like, I don't really have to even do real science. I can just fuck around on Minesweeper all day. (laughs) And get paid 100 k by this idiot. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't know if he's actually paying them, I wonder. Because I'm like, I don't know how he makes money. Yeah, <laughs> I would do. I would do it for money. Hey, maybe he goes to talk enough talks to where uh, he makes this money. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. I didn't find any like pictures of the university or anything, so yeah, I don't yeah. even know if this is just something that's out of his basement. You know. So who knows? Sorry. Rest in peace, headphone users. But uh, yeah, because uh, oh, it says become an affiliate member. Let's see what the application process says. Um, Give up front fifty k. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a pyramid scheme. You just yeah. uh yeah 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 nah yeah it seems um seems kind of you know so so but uh yeah I don't think there's like an actual campus. Funny enough. Um. Anyway. Yeah, I'll give a tip for so I want to give a tip for people who are trying to suss out mm-hmm. cranky physics stuff. Mm-hmm. If you have a bunch of comments in the comment section that have the ohm symbol. You know, like the Hindu Om symbol. I'll put it on the YouTube. I'll sure. put it on the video. Yeah, yeah. that's a really bad sign. <laughs> gotcha. Good, good to know. So when a lot of people have the Om symbol in their comment, mm-hmm. in their comment username, yeah, yeah, that's a bad sign. Uh, yeah. I mean, let, let's let's look. If I mean, but here's the real question: Do they actually publish in big journals? Who the people? Uh, yeah, the, yeah. The the his his university. Let's see. I, so, I don't think so because he doesn't. But the thing is, the some of the people who I've looked up, I looked up their advisors' publications, and they're and they're in legitimate journals. Mm-hmm. So, like some of those people who work for him, they have people who have published in real journals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of these seem. Some of these journals seem a little bit kind of like. Uh, um, I've never heard of these journals. Journal of High Energy Physics, Gravitation, and Cosmology could be legit, could not be. Journal of Neuroquantology. <laughs> nice. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. You know what? I'm not going to roast these people. Maybe, maybe they think they're doing good work. Who knows? Uh, I really yeah. want to get to the bottom of that sometime, though. Like, sure. really dig deep and see what is happening there. Yeah, so we need uh, somebody in Hawaii to like investigate this place. Yeah, and see yeah. If, there's maybe, a, a if you're address. in Hawaii, let us know. Yeah, reach we'll, out. We'll get, reach out to us. We'll get in contact. We have no money though, so we can't pay you anything. To no, do we anything. can't. But, it's all that uh, goodness of your heart. You'll do some investigative work. Yeah. Uh, but so far, um, so Nassim, so he's like a huge. He has a huge following, is what you're saying. He's got too big of a following, more than he should. And he's one of the. You're saying he's one of these people that lead, kind of the 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 crank yeah sort of physics. he's one of these forerunners within the crankology community okay and he's got some high production value videos and things like yeah. if you saw the flower life video was like great lighting good camera yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. really nice framed yeah. you know yeah. his his depth of field was all professional yeah. and like his resonance foundation is really nice too if you look at those videos they're mm-hmm. very quality so yeah money's going into something yeah he has this he, TED- somehow he's he has money somehow and he has this TEDx talk at uh, UC San Diego. Yeah. Now, is that time stamped? No. Okay. So maybe we can't go through it. Mm-hmm. So I had that one there. He was talking a little bit about the Schwarzschild proton once again. Um, okay. Here coined. we go. I found it. 
Oh, okay. Okay, let's see if we can stumble upon it. Here we go. So if you calculate that, you find that you can put a lot of little plonks in there, so the result is 10 to the 93 grams per centimeter cube. That's a huge number, 10 with 93 zeros. It's big. To give you an idea, if I took all the stars in the universe and I stuck them into a centimeter cube of space, the density of that cube would be 10 to the 55 gram. I would be 39 orders of magnitude still shy of the vacuum density at the quantum level. How incredible is that, right? And that's the stuff we call space, right? That we think of it as empty. So if that's true, I mean, it's significant. And certainly many of the greatest scientists in history thought it was. Wheeler, a collaborator to Einstein, for instance, said, no point is more central than this, that Empty space is not empty. It's the seat of some of the most violent physics. Of course, you got all that incredible density of energy. Einstein said, physical objects are not in space, but these objects are spatially extended, an object being the result of space. In this way, the concept of empty space loses its meaning. So some of the greatest so, thinkers... So his argument is that space is not... Empty. It has energy. Right. But I mean, we he's already know with, that. He's obsessed with the vacuum energy. I see. So he's, is he one of those people that think that the vacuum energy is a source of the, basically the holy grail or the fountain of youth of zero point energy? I think he might be. Yeah. I think he might be. Yeah. Because that, that's, that's the thing that a lot of uh, crank people sort of pull from. 100%. The crank physics energy. people love zero-point energy. Yes. And for, um, for those people wondering, zero-point energy is basically... You want to give yeah, so it's basically utilizing the energy of the, of the vacuum of space. So they're saying like empty space, imagine empty space, mm -hmm. there's some energy that is always present within those, uh, with empty space. Space around us. Yeah, they're saying that you can use that zero-point energy or the lowest state of energy to create energy at will so you're basically creating energy from the universe yeah so you're pulling energy from the sea of ambient energy yeah now i don't know why that is not true why you can't do that i'd have to really hash it out why not but i know there's problems with that um do, do you remember one the specifics well, can, of why you can think it's about not, well i mean possible just, okay first of all just looking at the ambient energy around us uh, in, in terms of space, right? Uh, he makes the argument where you pack all of this Planck's, uh, what did he say, Planck length? Planck density or something. I don't know what the hell he was talking a, about. <laughs> he seems to make, uh, this is just from what I've seen so far. I think he, he makes, just found out what a Planck, of, what the volume of a Planck length is mm -hmm. and then just packed them into the sphere of a proton or something. Um. Hey, sometimes, you know, some, sometimes he might be working off dimensional analysis. He's like, you know, Planck length may have units of, you know. Well, that's units of meters or Joules, or joules meters or something. I don't know. No, Planck, 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 um, Planck length is a unit for length. Oh, it's just length. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, fuck. Well, then All I he did know. was just, he, he just did this. He just, of course, took the misappropriated um, 
understanding of what a plank length is Mm -hmm. and then he took the density of what a three by three length of a plank would be and then fit them all into one protons volume and then he counted how many planks there would be there would be and then somehow related that to the universe and packing it into a (laughs) volume i didn't know what the hell he was saying so basically uh yeah so I, i i mean first of all um the, my my thing is what I, the main point I was going to say was that the cosmic background radiation is the ambient energy of the universe, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if you do an energy conversion to that, it's pretty low energy. You know, we, we you know what I mean? Like it's well, how many? Kel- I don't know how many. How many Kelvin are we talking about? We're talking about point. Oh, you mean KT? Yeah, yeah, but no, but I'm saying, uh, yeah, but I'm saying like the ambient, if you took the average ambient temperature of the universe. Oh, temperature. Yeah, yeah, like it's in like Kelvin. It's like two Kelvin or something. It's Yeah, it's something ridiculous. Almost absolute right? zero near it's it. It's pretty close, right? Yeah. So when when you talk about vacuum energy, at, at least any sort of energy that we can see, you know, we, we talk about temperature, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, for the layman, if you're not familiar, we have, we can, we use temperature we have a temperature energy conversion for things like this mm-hmm. because heat, you can think of that as a form of energy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, to me, this is probably the only real sort of vacuum energy that you can talk mm. about. But uh, he, what he's trying to say, I guess, is like an energy that's embedded within maybe space-time in a way. But extracting yeah. that? Yeah. I'm not sure. But I'm just just from what I'm seeing. But extracting that seems implausible. I don't even know how you would do it. It's exactly. It seems highly um, implausible. I remember some experiment back in the days where I think there might have been a way that they found out how to measure vacuum energy somehow by somehow converting it to a photon or something. Yeah, this yeah. could be wrong though. Well, this, no, no, no. I, don't, no, no, I want to preface this real, as fair. There's real physics it. about that. Yeah, like you're you're able to. Uh, what is it generate particles uh from a vacuum from a couple experiments that i've read uh, but that was like a long time ago okay so uh but maybe he's extrapolating it and saying we can create yeah. but i i i true whatever this, he's this saying is, is wrong as fuck this is like the e- <laughs> but no 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 if if you really want a rigorous treatment of this this is sort of like the people that want to make an uh electromagnetic drive out of out of they sort of follow the same print logic i should say because their their argument is that you can pull uh, or you can generate thrust in a vacuum even if there's yeah. no even if there's nothing there in a way but are they using zero point as well in a way it's sort of analogous because you know in a vacuum there's not supposed to be anything there yeah. right so what their argument is that um you can generate thrust from i think ionized uh particles i want to say um well, that sounds legitimate. Are it you saying does. that if it it's expelling ionized particles? It, yeah. I mean, I don't know the theory. Dude, I'm not. Well, here's EM, the thing. I'm not an EM drive guy, so I yeah. can't tell you. Well, I but. actually have EM drive on that list of okay, things. Okay, let's see it then, man. But um, let's go. No, but my sure. knowledge of it is very minimal because yeah, I only looked at it around what Nassim was saying. Because in that <laughs> TED talk, actually, Nassim goes into some more cranky stuff about EM drive. I figured. See, look at this. <laughs> dots for him. But it's been debunked. So actually, on, interestingly enough, yeah, just to give him some credit, you know, yeah. NASA, according to NASA, right, 
they published a paper called Anomalous Thrust Production from a Radio Frequency Test Device Measured on a Low Thrust Torsion Pendulum. This was uh, published in July 28, 2014. Uh, technically a mechanical engineering project. Well... Let me also preface again, don't give them too much credit because this only exploded because of some article in some hacky magazine, mm-hmm. maybe not hacky magazine, but they did a poor job of reporting it. So somehow someone believed that this guy made this EM drive. His name is Roger something. If I don't know if you have his name there. Um, well, all it says here, can I read this the sure. abstract a little bit? I'll skim through it. Yeah. But maybe this is kind of to summarize a little bit of what, yeah. about what you're about to say. This paper describes the eight-day August 2013 test campaign designed to investigate and demonstrate viability of using classical magnetoplasma dynamics to obtain a propulsive momentum transfer via the quantum vacuum virtual plasma. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, so let me skip around. Approximately 30 to 50 micronewtons of thrust were recorded from an electric propulsion test. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Testing was performed. Blah, blah. Okay. Okay. Test results indicate that the radio frequency uh, resonant cavity thruster design, which is unique as an electric propulsion device, is producing a force that is not attributable to any classical electromagnetic phenomenon. Therefore, is a potentially is potentially demonstrating an interaction with the quantum vacuum virtual plasma. Uh, so I remember reading about this and then also seeing a conclusion and them saying that, well, actually, it falls within statistical error of it being generated by um, basically it can fall into statistical air. Like Here's what I thir- found. 30 to 50, I think, what is it? 30 to 50 micronewtons? Well, I found that a be. separate group, I think a German group, mm-hmm. tested it again. They try to, so so in they, science, by the way, in science, they try to val- you try to replicate and validate people's claims. Yeah, but the German group, I think they hit the nail on the head finally. And it was it was finally agreed upon by most everyone else is that they just people were not wrapping the electrical cords properly. <laughs> so it was just as simple as they didn't wrap the cords so they in the proper isolate. way. So as soon as they wrapped the cords where there was no extraneous fields being generated, the effect was gone. Okay. So it was this weird effect that was happening because of the cables or something. Right, so but and actually, yeah. even Sean Carroll and John Baez were trying to debunk it for a while, and they did a whole write up, write up on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's um, it sucks for these people because I mean, you want to be you want to be. This is if this were true, this would be groundbreaking. Yeah, kind of stuff. This yeah. would be new tech, new physics that we have to develop. We want new physics, man. Right, we're looking for that kind of shit. Right, that would upturn a lot of shit. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Like, we need stuff like this to happen. Yeah. But unfortunately, when you, you know, the, there's a meme of Carl Sagan, you know, that's a cool theory you have there. It'd be a shame if someone tested it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's kind of the, the crux of it, right? You just, poor, poor Nassim, man. He's yeah. He's got to actually test his experiments. Well, Nassim so. is not even close to making experiments. He's He's all crackpot theory Mm -hmm. so he's not doing any experiments i don't think yeah um anyway let's go on to the next thing it's good enough with nasim no let let me add something to what nasim does people like nasim right they often use arguments of like sacred geometry i see that a lot 
What is that? Sacred geometry, where he's talking about Egyptian, you know, some of these, like, mm. he was uh, Flower of life shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got to be careful with that, because uh, then that gets into very mystical, sort of mysticism. He's very mystical. In, in, he's a very mystical guy. So, I mean, not to say that you can't have, um, that you can't be a scientist and be spiritual or whatever. You know, you can do that, but... Again, when you come to test certain things, you know, sometimes reality can smack you in the face. So uh, for him to say, you know, just be careful with people that use mysticism and sacred geometry and stuff like this to try to give credence to ideas from the ancients and how they looked at geometry and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And and <laughs> extrapolated to a shit. level of mathematics that we understand now, like. You know, geometry does play a role in our physics, right? Sure. That's not to say it's Big not. Role. Like, that's how we come to understand general relativity, you know? Exactly. Uh, it's huge. It's huge. But uh, a lot of, like, the symmetry stuff, like, that's all cool. You know, we use group theory and stuff. That those All those arguments are there. But when you talk about sacred geometry, it's a little bit, that's a, that's a red flag. Yeah, my only sacred geometry is Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that needs to be on a t-shirt. <laughs> so anyway, let's yeah, continue yeah, yeah. on. Okay, Who else okay. do we got in the crank uh, territory? <laughs> <laughs> you got, uh, oh, your boy, Chris Chris Langan. Chris Langan. Smartest man in the world. This is the guy. The hold smartest on. motherfucker in the world. <laughs> is this the guy with the highest IQ? According to IQ? a piece of paper. Is this, is this the guy with like the highest IQ? Yeah. This is this will be the reason why you know IQ tests are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> for all you race realists yeah. out there. Yeah. This one's for you. This is why people who are actually doing things at a high intellectual level laugh at people who talk about their IQs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so who so tell me a little bit about Chris Langan. All right. So Chris Langan is this guy who's a horse rancher, I want to say. And he's basically trying to prove that God exists via his cosmic theory of, can you look it up for me? Cosmic yeah, yeah, yeah. theoretic. Co the cognitive theoretic model of the universe. There you go. A new kind of reality theory. So he uses all kinds of vocab and words and things he made up to philosophically prove that God exists with multiple pages of jargon and... Yeah, and a bunch of words strung together to make it seem like he's proving some big theory of how God exists. Yeah. You can maybe even pull up his paper. I think I've probably oh, yeah, included yeah, I, it I on there. I got it. I got it, bro. You're okay. way ahead of you. Good, good. So, uh, read a little bit of his abstract here. Sure. Inasmuch as science is observational or perceptual in nature, the goal of providing a scientific model and mechanism for the evolution of complex systems ultimately requires a supporting theory of reality of which perception itself is the model, or theory to universe mapping. Where information is the abstract currency of perception, such a theory must incorporate a theory of information while extending information. Okay, just, by the way, for an abstract. <laughs> He's already failing with how long it is. Bro, it's, <laughs> this, is a, this is two paragraphs. But I don't know. It's philosophy, so I don't know what the hell they do. So, so yeah, there's a lot of... Um, so maybe, even go, to build, maybe, maybe go into the meat of what it is. There's some... Right, right. So um, just to highlight some a couple words here... Uh, He's using cognitive theoretic model of the universe, or he's building a, a, a cognitive model or something. CTMU, it's a super tautological reality theoretic extension of logic. 
uniting the theory of reality with an advanced form of computational language theory. It's uh, reality is a self-configuring, self-processed language, a reflexive, intrinsic language characterized not only by self-reference and recursive self-definition, but full <laughs> self-configuration and self-execution. Reflexive read-write functionality. So, uh, I mean, just kind of gathering a little bit about what he's saying. Um, this is some good auto fellatio right here. Ooh. Bro. <laughs> this is some jargon. It's good mental masturbation right here. Uh, so, so is he arguing something like... Uh, I mean, we'd have to get we we maybe dude. Honestly, we could probably get him on the show, man. He's, <laughs> he's, that much he's probably not doing anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's uh. So just to kind of give you a rundown of I, what I think he's saying. How many pages is that paper? This paper is, uh, according to the page number, fifty-two pages. It's probably wow. here. It is. It's uh, imagine reading that for fifty-two pages. It's uh, it's basically a thesis. Yeah. With fifty uh, sources, um, mm. but he's trying to. Well, not all of them are sources, actually. Some of them are footnotes. Um, but uh, yes, he's like like Terrence is saying. He saw he saw he's he's setting out to prove that God exists. God exists. Yeah. Um, with pure philosophy. Which is nice. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can certainly do that. I think I'm, I'm more partial to the ontological argument or the Epicurean argument for the existence against God, where it can be summed up in one sentence. Go ahead, and pull it up. Go ahead, and pull up Epicurean existence against God. This is what this is what it should take to prove something if God exists or not in a way that's logically consistent. That's not 52 pages long. <laughs> oh, if God exists or not. Yeah, this is the proof against the existence of God. Oh, okay. Um, Epicurean. Uh, yeah, so... Um, Let's go to the wiki. That should yeah. be good enough. Epicureanism. It's... Uh, Not Epicureanism, the Epicurean proof against the existence of God. Oh, okay, okay. Did you pull that out? Yeah, yeah. As yeah. Against God, right? Yeah, there you go. I got you, bro. I Epicureanism's know. different. That's like hedonism. Gotcha. Well, um, tell you right now, there is no, there is no, oh, <clears throat> is it this one? If God knows about our suffering? Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Um, so this is what, um, this is what, uh, you know, your boy Epicurus thought back in 341, 240, 270 yeah, I'm going to slam this on Langan's desk. <laughs> so if God knows about our suffering, is all knowing, you know, cares about our suffering, all loving, and can do something about our suffering, all powerful, then there shouldn't be any suffering. Um, so that's, that's your Okay. Take. That's not the greatest way of okay, saying okay. it, but there was a better um, way that was phrased up, but that's essentially it. So it's basically talking. God is omnipotent and he's omniscient. Um, I'm, oh, omni or what is it called? But if God is benevolent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's things that the Bible claims, right? It, cl- yeah. it claims that God is benevolent God. Yeah. yeah. It also claims that he is omniscient, mm-hmm. so all-seeing, mm-hmm. and then it claims he's omnipotent, all-powerful. Mm-hmm. So God cannot be benevolent if he is omnipotent. Well, your first assumption about God's gender is wrong. <laughs> God is <a> gender. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. 
No, I, I mean, God did is... I, did I just get uh, wouldn't, canceled? Wouldn't God necessarily be agendered, though? Dude, I don't know. Come on, let's be real, man. Let's, <laughs> let's go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> no. I'm not going to start calling God Zim. <laughs> Zod. Yeah. God is a transgender no, 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 lesbian. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> call, him, call him Zod, okay? Zod. Zod. Um, but yeah, so if God is, is benevolent, mm-hmm. he's not omnipotent. Because if he's all-powerful, he can stop all the bad in the world. Yeah, yeah. Then if God is not... Um, if God is omniscient, um, damn, I wish I had, I wish you had a better I, version. Honestly, okay. You can, I, I'm, I know enough people that are, that are faith, uh, that have faith that I could answer yeah. your, your, your argument, but I'm not going to. That could answer this argument? Yeah, but I'm not going well, to. We already know what their classics are going to be. It's just going to be that you're interpreting the Bible too literally or something. It's all the bullshit he claims that are always the same. Okay, this isn't an anti religion (laughs) podcast. This is anti. Uh, um, Well, we're Christopher Langan's. Okay, yes, his 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 thesis of CTM. I'm just saying I can sum up. I can I can slam Epicurean proof against the existence of God on his desk, and I don't think he's going to have an answer. So a lot of the time, with uh, just for the record, if you're going to write a a, a sort of thesis like this. You're always supposed to write a opening page of terminology. Yeah. Uh, so that you can get on the same page that he does. Um, it seems to me like he's arguing a simulative theory, though. Like a, 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 oh, does he get into the simulation I, stuff? I think just from the language that he's using, uh, theory to universe mapping, something about... Um, self-modeling a universe it sort of seems like he's arguing like yeah something that that's intrinsically simulated i know that in his first videos he used to talk about binary shit sure but uh but i mean you there there are some people that think you know our reality is sort of in a way simulated but okay but but i mean what's the what's but i mean his end argument is that that his end argument of course is that there's a master creator to the simulation right okay of course so that's that's speculation step in the direction of you can't prove that right right it's enough to say that we might live in a we might live in a simulated universe whatever that means right simulated okay so you think he's trying to say there's a simulation therefore there must be a creator of the simulation exactly okay big big bold claim that doesn't (laughs) have any kind of connection of a proof okay but, yeah, we'll, that's but of course, that's even interpret if you can interpret his paper. <laughs> right, so, right, right. God bless the poor soul. I mean, this is just for me. Interpret just, his fucking just, paper. That's just for me gathering what in, in these two. When this, I've never even a read minute. a physics paper that convoluted. <laughs> yeah, this is probably harder to understand than yeah, some physics paper than even the hardest physics papers I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's some papers. I mean, if, yeah. yeah, some are pretty bad, but yeah. they ain't that bad. That's nah. like. What is going on? <laughs> anyway, avoid word salading yeah. whenever you're writing a paper like this. And, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Christopher, if you were so smart, you would have already formatted this to where people could read this. So. He's got a 200 IQ, bro. I don't know. His IQ is over 9,000. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this guy, if I remember correctly, he's the bar. Uh, he, he was like a... He's like a... Uh, he's I a wanna, horse rancher. I don't want to fucking shit on this guy, but you know, I do. I, I saw this YouTube video. <laughs> I saw this YouTube video uh, of him, and uh, they were talking about him, his life, and he's a rancher or something. Yeah. He's he used to be a uh, bouncer at a club. Yeah, bouncer at a club. 
Yeah. Yeah, you you remember. I do remember this. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. uh Yeah, man. And then he had like this crazy theory about physics and stuff and uh right. you know, there are people like that. There's a there was a kid back in the day. Jacob Barnett. Jacob Barnett. The autistic kid. I like sure. him though because he's a kid, you know. Yeah. So what separates this well, this young man versus Chris uh Langan. Yes. So Jacob Barnett is different because He's just a, a kid, you know. He's he's older now. Um, I think he's probably finishing his PhD up. I think he's working with Lee Smolin lately. You might want to check that one. Okay. Um, I think he's working with Lee Smolin, which is already questionable on loop quantum gravity, um, which is kind of the competing quote unquote. It's not even close to competing okay. theory with string theory, uh-huh. which is another theory for the universe. Yeah. Um, and he's working with him. But the thing is with Jacob Barnett. He was a kid. He's still a kid, and he's actually still trying to learn. He's not making yeah. any claims that he's done this or proven this. I know mm-hmm. when he was like six or seven, he said he was going to prove that Big Bang was false because it went against Christianity. Mm-hmm. But now I haven't seen any videos of him lately, so I don't know yeah. what he, his claims or his beliefs are. Yeah, but yeah. I'm sure he's learned a lot since that time when he was yeah. a seven-year-old kid yeah, yeah. You know, on Bill O'Reilly's show. Right, right. <laughs> or whatever the guy was. Glenn Beck, some idiot. One of those d- dudes. Yeah, a little bit's expo- a little bit is expo- he was being exploited um, in some ways, you think? I think he was just being um <clears throat> people were just trying to, of course, sell the this genius kid is so smart. He's smarter than the than the normal scientists and can prove that the Big Bang didn't happen. You know, yeah, it's one it, of these feel-good Disney type stories, but he actually is a smart kid. He, he was a truly, kid. legitimately yeah, yeah. above-average child. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. He was doing, uh, I saw a YouTube video of him trying to learn um, general relativity by himself. Right, uh, Because right. his parents, his parents uh, I guess, they kind of tried to homeschool him, but he was just learning everything on his own. Yeah. He was really uh, smart. He's a really smart kid. Respect, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I respect him. And he's working with Lee Smolin. Lee Smolin's kind of an out there, different thinker. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Well, I mean, now he's probably twenty something. He's you know he's probably already passing his prelims and stuff. Yeah, and uh, he's probably gonna finish. Yeah, I mean, you. I, I saw that you you pulled up. Uh, you pulled up this. Uh, what is it? His page, Chris Langan's uh, Patreon. Oh, <laughs> I why, don't remember why, why I pulled why it up you, now. Why did you have this? Oh, I think because it's showing how... I'm, oh, because it's like, look at the prices that he's charging to get access to his stupid-ass grand unified theory of bullshit, whatever okay. the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah, we're, today we're just shitting on people. <laughs> we're making enemies out here. Okay, so uh, so according Chris Langan's uh, private consulting, $10,000 per month. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity of this fucking guy. <laughs> it says pledge $10,000 per month and consult with Chris weekly on the topic of your choice. The man said, ask me anything. <laughs> He's like one of those machines that you put. Right. Uh, that you uh, fucking, you know, ask questions to. Um, He's a uh, chat. Oh. Chatter, chatterbot. What's the bot? No, bro. I'm talking about those those machines at the state fair where they have a oh, like the fortune tellers. fortune tellers. He is the smartest man after all, so he's got the answers. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he he's the person with the highest IQ that's taking the test. 
<laughs> I think he is. I think he is. Yeah. So, uh, but that's saying something, you know. So anyway, what it says, I'm not sure. <laughs> Video conferencing, a thousand dollars per month. If you pledge this, he will participate in the weekly web conferences. He will participate in a web conference with you and a small group to discuss CTMU related topics. But he said. <laughs> You have to sign an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is serious, okay? This is serious I'm sorry, shit right man. here. I don't want to laugh, but it's, <laughs> it's just too on the nose. Um, some of it's just great. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's respect, man. This guy's making money. This kind of knowledge could probably change the whole landscape of the universe, really. Dude, so. some some of these some of these people just <laughs> are really just making money. Just know how to make money in a niche kind of way. If anybody by chance listens to this podcast and has ever paid for this kind of if has if if this can somehow get out, if anybody who has actually paid for Christopher's Langan Langan services, please contact us or please reach out to us. We want to interview. I would you. love to talk to you. Yeah, break your NDA <laughs> and uh, <laughs> come come and talk to us. Um. Yeah, even the $100 a month one has you sign an NDA. Wow. Yeah, the only ones that don't, I think, are the $10 per month and then uh, $1. Um, well, Juan, these are nuggets of wisdom. I mean, <laughs> these are precious gold, like my friend. to God. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is the eye of God here. He's the closest. So, He's the priesthood class right now. He's the closest we have. Uh, be thankful. Respect for him to make <laughs> him to just make money like this. Man. Yeah, props to you, Chris. Anyway, Chris. You've done it. Salute. Uh, another person that we're talking about, Terrence Howard. Okay. You share, you so share let's his move name, on. sharing his namesake. <laughs> so why, Except why? I'm glad because he spells is different than mine. He's okay. two R's. Okay. So tell me why Terrence Howard is uh, somebody who's a crackpot. So those of you who are not familiar with Terrence Howard, he is the ex-war machine from Iron Man. So he's pre-Don Cheadle. Oh, he uh, was? He was. He okay. was. So he got a little uppity and was trying to get <laughs> too much money. Hey, uh, he said that. <laughs> he's trying to get a little bit more money than the Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, we got to let this guy go. And also mm-hmm. he was trying to tell them about his flower of life. But um, <laughs> but Terrence Howard basically invented his own mathematics called teriology. So... <laughs> So, if you thought Chris Langan had the answers, wait until you see what Terrence Howard has in store. I mean, this guy's next level. Dude, maybe he busted in the room. He busted in the, the fucking meeting room for the Oh, the you, you think? Like, the producers and director, and he's like, guys, I need to tell y'all something. I need a raise. And he's like, he does the math. He's like, you know, this is how much y'all should pay me for this movie because this is how much Robert Downey Jr. is getting paid. <laughs> He's doing some teriology. He's some teriology, man. <laughs> if you multiply this by this, you get this, and then like they're like, uh, Terrence, this is not the math doesn't work. He's like, this is teriology. He's like, if Pythagoras saw this, he would be flipping his shit. <laughs> it's because you don't understand teriology. But anyway, I thought you were gonna say he busted in uh, Chris Langan's meeting and and broke the NBA <laughs> and stole his math. Oh, that's even better. That's even better. Just worlds collide. Two geniuses meeting together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, like Einstein and and it's no, it's like Newton and Leibniz. 
<laughs> Poor Terrence, man. Maybe you need you need new masks to try to like make up for the fact that you have like a micro penis. <laughs> <laughs> Does he? Is that a rumor? I don't know, okay. man. That's you just, just people. You just start some there's shit some out. people that said that shit. I'm sorry, Terrence. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to fucking Mr. Howard. I'm I'm trying to respect you, but that well, I anyway. just did it for the joke. This anyway. kind of this kind of has been around now this week. Um, they had him on H three. They talked about it a little bit. Uh, uh, they had Darren Howard on the show. Well, they had his uh, his one of the YouTube videos I pulled up there. Yeah, we can yeah. play it. Um, so, well, I actually you showed me a tweet of his. Yeah, kind of give. We'll you show that after the video, though. Okay, gotcha. I think it's better if we show the video. Okay, so cue up that video one. Yeah, we got Howard on yeah. quitting acting. Yeah, no? go ahead okay. and play it. I've made some discoveries in my own personal life with the science that by the way, know, I, Pythagoras was searching for. I was able to open By so, the way, I guessed his uh guess, I'd never I'd never really heard his voice, but I totally nailed it. <laughs> up the flower of life properly and find the real wave conjugations that we've been looking for for 10,000 years. Why would I continue you know, walking on water for tips when I've got an entire generation to teach a whole new world. That, that's a big remark. What, a good what, claim. what do you intend to, to do? Well, let me put it this way. All energy in the universe is expressed in motion. All motion is expressed in waves. All waves are curved. So where does the straight lines come from to make the platonic solids? There are no straight lines. So when I took the flower of life and opened it properly, I found a whole new wave conjugations that expose the in-between spaces. That's, it's the thing that holds us all together. This man broke. The NDA, Chris, Chris Langdon's NDA. <laughs> yeah, man. Beautiful it's, words, Terrence. Man, that's that's poetry right there. It was. It's it, like a it's like an intro physics book collided with an intro geometry book. It's, yeah, I mean, what he's what he's basically talking about there is probably like an intro book to uh, what is it? I have a book here called uh, what is it? The Platonic Solids. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, it's basically differential calculus. It's calculus. I don't think on, he's. Even, I don't think he's there yet. Well, <laughs> I know, but it's the the soul of what he's saying is there. Oh. Calculus on 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 uh, curved manifolds. Well, Terence is trying to change the fundamentals, bro. Oh, okay, he's he's, okay. he's in Pythagoras territory. He's he's, okay. he's undoing the foundations of mathematics. Yeah, he said okay? the world is non-Euclidean. So <laughs> exactly, get he's on this he's train. he's changing the landscape of basic yeah. mathematics. Unfortunately, my man is 300 years too late. Uh, or, no, my bad, 3,000 years too late. Yeah, that sounds about right. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what, Pythagoras was alive around 200 BC, 300 BC? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this might have been revolutionary, uh, some revolutionary shit back in the day. But uh, He said that he's, not in this video, but he said if, if Pythagoras would have saw this shit, they would have been popping bottles, bro. He would have. I mean, he already did see this stuff. No, this teriology. Oh, you haven't okay. gotten to teriology yet. Okay, let so me go see ahead and some, pull up that Twitter. Twitter some. has his actual publication of teriology. All right. Are you ready for this, people? This is the proof, the world of science and mathematics, that one times one is equal to two. Any hashtag mathematics, hashtag world of science. And he tagged Rolling Stone in his tweet. <laughs> and then hashtag proof <laughs> breaking news yeah 2017 uh 
Uh, unbalanced equation argument. One times one doesn't equal one. It equals two. That's his opening line. Uh, I'll read you a little bit of it because I feel like this is good. Sure. First and foremost, let us ask the most obvious question. Is this a finished equation? Yes or no? He's talking about one times one equals one. Mm -hmm. He said, is this a finished equation? Yes or no? He said, the answer is no. Shit. Exclamation. <laughs> Let us start a forensic audit there. Some formatting issues here, but he has a space in between his parentheses. It is an incomplete equation. Why? Dude, the formatting is so off on this fucking thing. <laughs> because it's not even on both sides. Yes, nature desires action, but demands equilibrium. Therefore, in order for an equation to be finished slash completed, both sides of the equation must be equally balanced. Yet in the case of one times one equals one, we have an unfinished equation because we have two ones on one side of the equation and one one on the other side. That's math, bro. Got him. <laughs> he said QED. <laughs> two ones can't equal one one. What are you going to do? Okay, so where where's his where's his error, Terrence? So Where you should get wrong? to the you should get to the associativity commutivity part. Oh, okay. Oh, he's redefining the rules. Yeah. To do math. Okay. Then all these impossible unrealities must also be inequalities, must likewise be reconsidered and relabeled as true statements. So A times A must equal A, B times B must equal B, and C times C must equal C. There's, there's no power rules in mm. this in this teriology. Um he says, I call on all the elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools. I call all to nursery school teachers and kindergarten teachers. I call upon the schools of higher learning. He misspelled higher, by the way. Uh, and all of the thinking branches of academia to do an immediate audit upon this false statement of one times one equaling one. I've never read a research paper like this. Honestly, I respect He's summoning every school institution <laughs> call to action to call to action to yeah. reformulate please. everything. Please <laughs> examine your your tautologies. Examine it's the some green ink right here. Okay, here we go. This is if you thought this wasn't like crank enough. He says some call them the Anunnaki, or the sky people. <laughs> Whomever they were that gave the naive generation some three thousand, some six thousand years ago, a multiplication table and a flat view of universal geometry, they gave the poor misguided people a false axiom upon which to build their world. So, um, so yeah, he. Um, that's. I mean, he, he kind of goes on more. <laughs> I mean, dude, I didn't even read the Anunnaki <laughs> part, but that's good. That's good shit. <laughs> Damn, man. I don't even know what to say, man. This is, I love it. I, I love the creativity and, uh, I, uh, I, I think, I think if he actually pursued a PhD in this, he might, you know, he might break don't some ground. Don't get false hope one. <laughs> some people just ain't made for it. <laughs> Dude, he's got the creativity, you know, I think if he took like, um, if he, if even if he got a bachelor's in mathematics, I think he would appreciate math a little more. Bro, right. bachelor's in math ain't easy to get, though. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I know it's not. If you're on teriology plane, you got a lot of undoing to do. It's cool. I mean, look, there's nothing in math. You in math, you're free to do whatever the fuck you want for the most part, right? You That's can true. build. You can build. 
whatever math you want system as long as there's a logical set of rules right it has to be logically consistent is the key word yeah 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 so obviously i think if a tip for terrence he needs to work on his logic a little bit if his logic right. gets hatched out maybe he can yeah. do his teriology yeah 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 maybe <laughs> can you imagine somebody doing their phd thesis on teriology <laughs> dude that'd be the greatest oh hell yeah that'd be awesome i want to see that i should win an award if that's the case uh, yeah, instead of Nobel Prize, it's uh, <laughs> the Terry Prize. And, uh, damn, man, that's I love it's good it. Good shit, huh? It's fucking great, man. I, <laughs> I, I, I really, I don't know what to say. Um, here we go. He said, "Why someone found it necessary, quote unquote, to put a cap on that Mesopotamian civilization's potential for advancement, I will not speculate. Perhaps it was best thinking of the time." As to where we would have advanced if we had not been misled by this false statement. <laughs> Again, it is of no benefit to speculate. <laughs> now, nevertheless, we're here and now. We must hit the reset button on mathematics, pretty much. And uh, do a full about face concerning our approach to it. Um, fuck, man. One times one equals two. Okay, that okay. actually overturns not only fundamental arithmetic, that now affects calculus, yeah, linear algebra, anything higher yeah. level too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, he would have to so make. So Terrence new, Howard, he's he's done it. He'd have to make new calculus for sure because your powers yeah. are all gone. Yeah, um, everything's messed up. Yeah, yeah. One times sixteen equals seventeen. So <laughs> basically, I think his understanding of what multiplication is is kind <laughs> he's of a little fun. work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if he understands. And this is not Terrence Howard's new a new thing for him. Like I've known about this for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, he's gone on interviews saying he has like two master's degrees. He's got a master's degree in physics. He claims. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he claimed he had a master's in chemistry. So he's a he's been about this for a long time. Yeah. He makes little paper figurines in his spare time yeah, yeah. that are part of his teriology. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think he so, also made a, a a diamond company that was fraudulent too a long time ago. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so he he's he's an interesting character. You could so, go a lot into Terrence Howard. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's also got a lot of domestic domestic violence claims against him too. Just to throw that out there. <laughs> I mean, damn, you got sorry be, to make it. I a mean, little you got to be crazy but. to kind of believe. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, it's not, it's not okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like shame him or whatever. But one times one. Equals one. So I think his misunderstanding is that we're all duped into believing that yeah. this we somehow don't see the underlying mechanism like he because he clearly sees one plus one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well one plus <laughs> plus times it's all the same in teriology. <laughs> I mean Okay, okay. If it's not immediately obvious to you, because you might say, hmm. Maybe Terry's on to something, you know? <laughs> maybe Terry's on to something. Maybe he, maybe one time. Maybe his won. name is really Terry Tao. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all stupid. It's a deep cut, man. <laughs> it's a deep cut. Terry, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? The, Terry the Tao? No, the Tao guy, what's his name? Terry Tao. Really? Yeah. I the really famous Asian yeah, yeah, mathematician, mathematician, Terry Tao. Oh, Terry Tao. Terrence Tao. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's the, maybe that's maybe the collaboration. Maybe that's where Terryology is born from. <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Any more thoughts on that one? We're sitting at 61 minutes here. <laughs> I mean, what else is there to say? It's just, 
<laughs> thank you. Thank you for bringing me into this world, man. This is awesome. <laughs> Uh, just one, one times one, right? So for, for, for your kids, kids listening in the car, mm-hmm. you know, can you, can you, can you com- uh, go on this video and comment on it and say, you know, why you think one times one does not equal one? We'd, we'd appreciate that. <laughs> Prove teriology correct. Proof, is that the question we no, want to no, give prove, him? Prove it wrong is what I'm saying. No, let's give him something counter, better. Counter let's proof. give him something else. Let's, that's make more of a meme. No, 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 but make your counterproof. Okay, well, that's a meme question, but a real okay. question is, I want to say, do you guys have any other crackpot intellectuals, oh, quote-unquote, yeah, 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 yeah. that you guys find yeah. interesting? Leave a yeah. comment. Actually, I feel, like, I feel like maybe we didn't crackpot. I mean, we didn't, we didn't crack... Um, what's his name? I mean, honestly, we kind of just Who? roasted these guys. It wasn't even like... It wasn't even... <laughs> okay, next time, you know what? I'll, it's hard to... It's hard to disprove some of these guys because like Christopher Langan some of these stuff, his thing is so is, long I see what like, you're saying some of the stuff is inherently unfalsifiable yeah well they might be falsifiable but the amount of effort that you have to be willing to put into it is not any level of effort I'm ever interested in yeah. putting into something as dumb yeah. on the surface as clearly dumb on the surface as it is yeah well there you have it folks <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright we'll, we'll leave it at that <laughs> okay guys leave a comment Okay, uh, thank you for surviving that. Fe- Actually, that one, you, you probably didn't need to survive. That was a cool 60 minutes for me. <laughs> that yeah, was, was fun. Just, a little fun. That, that one was just, I didn't even, relativity in action, man. I had no idea we had spent an hour laughing. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, a little meme there for you guys. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just uh, once again, guys, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Mm-hmm. You know, give us a like, comment, mm-hmm. you know, share the video. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Make sure to follow the Twitter mm-hmm. at Eigenbros and go to eigenbros.com. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you later, guys. Yeah. Peace. I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? To end the show? To end the show? To end the show?